Hello and welcome to this edition of Middle East Matters here on France 24, coming up on this week's programme. Palestinians warn of the dangers of an impending right-wing fascist coalition as Israel's Benjamin Netanyahu signs a coalition deal with an ultra-nationalist anti-Arab leader known for his homophobic rhetoric. Accused of supporting anti-government protests in Iran, Kurdish opposition groups in neighbouring Iraq are the target of a barrage of fire from Tehran. And surviving against the odds, the Yoriks of Turkey are among a dwindling number of nomadic communities trying to keep their traditions alive, despite an increasing number of obstacles being placed in the path of their traditional migration route. Well, it's adding to mounting concerns about the prospective Israeli government's hardline composition. Benjamin Netanyahu's Likud party has signed a deal to give a key post to an openly homophobic ultra-nationalist. Noam faction leader Avi Maoz is set to become a deputy minister whose portfolio will include an office bolstering Jewish identity among Israelis. It's part of Netanyahu's efforts to hammer out a power-sharing agreement with his potential ultra-Orthodox and ultra-nationalist allies following the November 1st parliamentary election. His name is Avi Moaz, tapped by Benjamin Netanyahu to become a deputy minister and to run a Jewish identity authority. Openly homophobic and sexist, he has called for the cancellation of Tel Aviv's gay pride parade and for a ban on women serving in the military. It's just the latest deal with the far right forged by Netanyahu's Likud party since winning the most votes in November's parliamentary elections setting up what is expected to be the most religious and nationalist government in Israel's history and raising concerns from observers of Israeli politics. If people are going, you know, being discriminated for being women, for being, for being gay, uh, the next thing of opposing uh, political opinion of the current government, we see it, uh, it already. Uh, I can't remember in all my years of following Israeli politics uh, a time of... of of such serious concern about the direction the country is, is, is heading. Last week, Likud signed a deal with the far-right party led by Itamar Ben-Gavir, who is now set to become security minister. He has openly expressed support for a Jewish terrorist group and has passed convictions for inciting racism. In the wake of recent violence in the West Bank and in Gaza, there are worries Ben-Gavir would escalate tensions calling for Palestinians who throw stones to be shot and having called for the expulsion of what he called disloyal Arabs. Meanwhile, Netanyahu is facing ongoing corruption charges, which he could seek cover from through new legislation advanced by his far-right allies. The PM-to-be will likely be buoyed by a loyal governing majority that could grant him a lifeline from conviction. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict has been making its presence felt at the World Cup. There have been tense interactions between Arab supporters and Israeli journalists. Footage of a Saudi fan berating an Israeli TV reporter has been viewed online millions of times. About 250,000 Palestinians live in the Gulf Emirate, which provides vital financial aid to residents of the Gaza Strip. With no formal ties with Israel, Doha has criticised moves by other Arab nations to normalize relations. Monty Francis has more. There's only Palestine. There's no trade. Tempers flare at the World Cup as a Palestinian supporter shouts down an Israeli journalist. 
Another interviewing fans is shunned after revealing he is Israeli. The fans walk away in disgust. Meanwhile, you can regularly see Palestinian flags at stadiums and fan zones in Doha. The gift stores have sold out. This is a picture of me at the opening match of the World Cup, a historic moment for the Arabs. Omar Barakat is a coach for the Palestinian national team, which didn't qualify for the tournament. It's something you wouldn't realize by the number of Palestinian flags seen in and around the stadiums. It is the Arab cause. We've seen many non-Palestinians wearing the flag, non-Arabs wearing the flag. I've had, this is my fourth flag. I've, I've given away four, and I've let people borrow like a lot of flags during the match just for a photo and stuff. So it is a political statement, and we're proud of it. Qatar has clamped down on political speech at the games, including fans speaking out against the Iranian regime. FIFA nixed a plan by European teams to wear armbands in support of LGBT plus rights. Yet the host country is being accused of a double standard, as Qatari players have been spotted on the field sporting armbands of the Palestinian flag. Other Arab countries have normalized relations with Israel, but Qatar's ruler said he would not do the same until there's progress on the Israel-Palestinian conflict. For decades, they've sought refuge in neighboring Iraq, but in recent weeks, Iranian Kurdish opposition groups have been targeted by dozens of missile and drone attacks launched by Tehran. Authorities there accuse them of supporting anti-government protests that have swept across Iran since the death in police custody of Masa Amini. The campaign comes as Turkey steps up cross-border operations against Kurdish groups in both Iraq and Syria. Our correspondents Yasmin Mossaman and Marie-Charlotte Rupi have been meeting civilians caught up in the violence. From Iraqi Kurdistan, they sent us this report. The town of Koya is calm, but the threat is never far. Iran regularly targets the base of the Democratic Party of Iranian Kurdistan, the KDPI, located on the outskirts of the town. These attacks have killed several civilians, including the pregnant wife of this Peshmerga fighter. It was far from the base, but they bombed right in the middle of the camp. It was housing where women and children lived, who were not armed or military. Wounded himself in the attack, he is staying in a location he wants to remain secret. After the latest attack around a week ago, Peshmerga families scattered. Seven-year-old Sorouche lived in the camp. He often draws the attack on his school, which was hit at the end of September. Here are the missiles that bombed our school. The missiles shattered our school and the students ran away. There is nothing there since the attack. I wasn't scared. I'm not a child who would be afraid. His parents say he has been traumatized by the event. They say they are non-combatant members of the PDKI. During the first attack, he was three years old, and since then it has had psychological consequences on him. We are always threatened. That's why we're not yet discussing treating Sarush. Iranian attacks do not only affect civilians linked to armed groups. The village of Armota housed 250 families. Almost all have fled. This Sunday, the pews of the Catholic Church remained empty, with no services held anymore. Who's going to tell them to come back and, don't worry, we are protecting you. We are a flock without a shepherd. There is no shepherd to tend to it. The situation in Iraq is like that in general. 
would like the situation to be resolved and that all external or internal actors respect this nation like all the others. Across Iraqi Kurdistan, the exasperation is similar in the Nala Valley. Here, the Kurdistan Workers' Party, the PKK, faces off with the Turkish army. Fifteen civilians have been reportedly killed by Turkish airstrikes since the beginning of the year. They attack there in the mountains. It's two kilometers from here. This is a clash between the PKK and Turkey in the region. So we can say that Turkey and the PKK are responsible, but the government should push them out of this area. Herders can no longer freely graze their cattle in the mountains. A tightly controlled checkpoint determines the comings and goings in this area. The inhabitants feel isolated and abandoned by Iraqi and Kurdish authorities. Only a handful of traditional nomadic communities still wander the earth, among them the Yoruks of Turkey, an ever-dwindling number of whom spend their winters tending their herds along the Mediterranean coast before moving to the mountains with their goats and sheep in the spring. Those who maintain the nomadic way of life are feeling increasingly unwelcome as local landowners fence off properties along the Yoruks' traditional migration route. Kami Nedlek has the details. This is where the traditional nomadic Yuruk people still roam, in these mountains in the south of Turkey, in a remote area of plains and pine trees. A young family is setting up their home, a tent made up of traditional fabrics and wooden poles. You have to line up the poles or the tent won't be stable. The name Yeruk comes from the Turkish to walk, a reference to this ethnic minority's nomadic lifestyle. Throughout the Ottoman Empire and the birth of modern Turkey, their ever-changing home was their one constant. Yeruks are the guardians of the mountains. We protect its joy. These nomadic herders have lived in tents for generations. The community is scattered throughout the mountains, but they all lead their sheep to higher altitudes to graze. Yeruks take pride in their flock. It's thanks to them that they are able to weave carpets and colourful clothing, an ancient skill. The grandfather of the family even plays his flute for them. The animals listen to me. They also need music. They perk up when they hear me. I tell them which way we need to go with my playing. But these herders are no longer welcome in these mountain ranges. Some landowners have fenced off their properties, blocking the way. They say our animals damage wooded areas and crops. They don't want us around. Only a few hundred Yeruk are still nomadic, as younger generations opt for modern comforts over cold winters and hot summers in a tent. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Middle East Matters. Stay with us for more world news here on France 24. Special events. The Titans will clash in Qatar. The world's best players battle for the World Cup. From November 20th through December 18th. Don't miss World Cup news daily on France 24 
and France24.com.